an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. According to a new poll, Seattle is the most desirable post-graduation city for college students. That story again, Gen Z just discovered Frasier on Peacock. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. On today's show, Seth chats with comedian and actor Katherine Cohen. But first, a closer look. Right-wing conspiracy theories about Russia's invasion of Ukraine have spun wildly out of control as Donald Trump, the leader of the Republican Party, declared that if he were president, he would threaten to use nukes against Russia. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. We're all familiar with the alternate universe of lies and conspiracy theories Republicans have spread about the 2020 election. Trump's Gang of weirdos keeps popping up to repeat those lies every chance they get. Over the weekend, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, was wandering around the grounds at a Trump rally in South Carolina, rattling off a list of states Trump had supposedly won, but were stolen from him because of voter fraud. You know where the most votes in the United States were sold? Sold to, anyone want to guess? California. 1.5 million votes were stolen from Donald Trump. Donald Trump won. You want to hear what states we know he won? Here, here's the states that Donald Trump won for sure. He won. He won Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, um, Georgia, Georgia, no, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. He probably, we don't know about, he might have won Maine, he might have won Colorado. There's four others in question. Are there any states Trump didn't win? <laughs> He won Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Old Jersey, New Jack City, Arrakis, Endor, Xanadu, and the one that has the flag with the bear. Also, dude, if you're gonna ask people to guess something, give them a second to answer first. The guy didn't get the microphone back to his mouth before you yelled it out. Guess which hand has the jelly bean? It was this one, but I also have one in this one. Oh, wait, it's gone. Somebody stole it. No, wait, I remember I ate it. But this fringe paranoid thinking is not unique to the 2020 election, as we've discovered during Russia's horrific invasion of Ukraine. Right-wing pundits have become increasingly unhinged in their conspiracy theories about the war and Biden's response. Over the weekend, Fox host Maria Bartiromo, one of the most pro-Trump voices on TV, suggested that it was Joe Biden who saw Vladimir Putin as a partner and didn't want to confront him. 
Some people have told me over the weekend that they feel that at the end of the day, this administration does not see Putin as the enemy. They see him as a partner on many issues. They see him as a partner on climate change. They see him as a partner on on the Iran deal. When is this administration going to get serious in telling Vladimir Putin we are done with partnerships? That means no Iran deal. Walk away. No more renegotiating on America's behalf. No more products from Russia. No more products. We've already banned Russian oil, vodka, diamonds, and seafood. I mean, what else is there? No more products from Russia. No more Russian ballet. No more Russian salad dressing. And no more of those little Russian dolls. Biden (laughs) keeps saying he's going to ban them, but then every time you open one up, there's another one inside. When, When does it end, Joe? Let's just go back to this part for a minute. Some people have told me over the weekend... All right, that sentence right there is how you know you're about to hear some bull... (laughs) First of all, you're kicking things off with some unsourced weekend gossip. That's how my writers start off their Monday morning excuses. Some people over the weekend told me that if you uh, smash two edibles together, they um, (laughs) cancel each other out. But I think they were wrong, and that's why I'm late, and all my clothes are wet. And wait, these aren't my clothes. But what on earth are you talking about? You think Biden sees Putin as a partner. First of all, Trump is the one who called Putin's invasion of Ukraine savvy and genius and desperately lavishes praise on Putin every chance he gets. Trump was clearly the one who saw Putin as a partner, although I'm not sure Putin felt the same way. Based on Putin's face when they were together, Putin saw Trump as a competitor who was way too easy to outsmart. Putin always had the smile of a spelling bee contestant after the other kid got a super hard word. Your word is insouciant. Insouciant, we love. We love insouciant, don't we, people? We love it. It's a great word. We love it because it starts with an I. We know that. Start, and then right after that comes the N. And at that point, at that point, you've basically spelled it. You've bas- and isn't that enough? I feel like, can we just leave it there and get full credit? And they can't even seem to keep their conspiracy theory straight. One day, Biden supposedly sees Putin as a partner, and then next they claim Biden somehow orchestrated this whole thing as a way to continue accumulating power as COVID subsides. You wonder if looking backward many years from right now, historians will notice the remarkable coincidence in timing. Have you noticed? Here it is. At exactly the moment when the emergency powers they awarded to themselves to fight COVID started to wane, our leaders began pushing for conflict with Russia. And then, on the basis of that conflict, they assumed historic war powers. Hmm. Virtually no one has paused to ask him or herself where this might be going. How long until our leaders do something similar to their domestic enemies here in the United States? How long before they accuse you of collusion or disloyalty or some other hard-to-define crime, declare you an enemy of the state, and then confiscate your bank account? How long before they declare you an enemy of the state? confiscate your bank account, and how long until they take away your 15% friends and family discount at Ruby Tuesdays, even though your cousin worked there for an entire summer? And how long before they tell you you can't go to Ruby Tuesdays anymore, you can only go to Ruby Mondays, even though it's your constitutional right to go to Ruby's any day of the week? And how long before the waitress tells you you can't have an Oreo shake because that's something that only exists at Applebee's? And how long after you politely suggest they just put Oreos into a blender does she say, can we please not have this conversation again? And after you push past her and run to the kitchen with the Oreos you have hidden in your pocket with the full intention of making your own, are you wrestled to the ground by a teenage busboy who is way stronger than he looks? And how long 
before that busboy looks in your eyes and says, I worked with your cousin. He was a dickhead too. How long? Of course, the reality is that Biden has tried to delicately thread the needle between supporting Ukraine and severely punishing Russia on the one hand while resisting calls for more direct military intervention on the other. Because a direct military conflict with Russia, a nuclear power, could potentially be catastrophic, a point Biden himself made on Friday in typical Biden fashion. We're going to continue to stand together with our allies in Europe and send an unmistakable message that we will defend every inch of NATO territory, every single inch with a united, galvanized NATO. One movement. But look, the idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III, okay? Let's get it straight here, guys. That old expression, don't kid a kidder. Hey, uh, turn the mic way up, because I'm going to do that spooky whisper thing. <laughs> yeah, jack it way up. I'm going to get in close. <laughs> and what do you mean? Are you the kidder in this situation? And who are you trying to kid? You sound like you're buying a used car at a Ford dealership in Scranton. This is a beauty. It's a 2013 Fiesta. It only has 300,000 miles on it. Hey, pal, don't think you could jerk my chain like that. Don't kid a kidder and don't... <laughs> Piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, okay? <laughs> now give me the car for five bucks and a handshake and we'll call it even. Biden is right. The situation in Ukraine is a humanitarian emergency and we should do everything possible to support Ukraine and help the millions of people who are suffering. But any direct military conflict with Russia would threaten to quickly spiral out of control into a world war between nuclear powers. And no one wants that. I mean, am I the only person here who grew up terrified of nuclear war? What else is coming back from the 80s? He-Man? Oh, it is? All right, sweet. The point is, Biden is right, which is why politicians and the media need to be extremely careful when discussing forms of escalation that sound good, but would actually be extremely bad. Like, for example, a no-fly zone. If NATO and the U.S. declare a no-fly zone over Ukraine, we would then have to enforce it by shooting down Russian planes, at which point we'd be in a war with the nuclear power. And when you explain that to people, it suddenly becomes much less appealing, as CBS discovered in a new poll over the weekend. A new CBS News poll shows 59% of Americans support a no-fly zone, though the support drops to 38% when Americans consider that it could be taken as an act of war. That's right. Support for a no-fly zone drops by over 20 points once people actually understand what it is. It's like conducting a poll where you ask people, do you want a free chicken nugget? And then you follow with a second poll asking them, if by chicken we mean horse. Free chicken nugget, don't finish, hold on. Dude, good news. What's the second part? I think it goes without saying that this is a very precarious moment in which reckless military escalation could lead to even more catastrophe. We need to help the millions of people who are suffering and support diplomatic paths toward an end of the conflict. Even Ukraine's president has said the only way to end the war is through dialogue. The last thing we need right now is say, I don't know, a foreign president bragging that if he were still in office, he would threaten to use nuclear weapons. And wait, oh, God, why am I positing such an insane hypothetical? Oh, we have a Trump clip coming up, don't we? Damn it! I would have done it a lot differently than they've done it. And that what they've done is just terrible. Back and forth between the United States. Look, Biden, every time he gets up, he says they are a nuclear nation. He should say we are a nuclear nation. And, you know, I rebuilt our whole nuclear arsenal. 
stronger, bigger, better than ever before. It's better and it's bigger than Russia. He should say, we are a nuclear nation and we don't want war and we don't want to wipe out anything to do and we don't want to wipe out Russia. This is the way he should be talking. First of all, don't ever feel the need to preface any of your remarks with, I would have done it a lot differently than they have done it. That's what we call in the math game, a given. <laughs> Everybody knows we're a nuclear nation. Is this one of those things that Trump just found out and he thinks he's the only one who knows? You know, the US is a nuclear nation. Not many people know that. Also, people don't know Lincoln was a Republican and that's why, that's why he wore the big hat. There was a, there was a tiny nuclear missile in there ready to go at any time. <laughs> the top of the hat would open up and then it would just, it would come right. It was terrifying to see. Finally, I don't ever want to hear any president, current or former, use the words wipe out unless they're on the TV show. In which case, go for it. That would be a, I would give anything to see Trump on Wipeout. And honestly, there's a, there's a decent chance it happens if he thinks his base would enjoy it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine him trying to navigate one of those obstacle courses? I'm guessing Trump jumps like a 1980s video game character. We all saw it together for the first time. <laughs> Russia's horrific invasion of Ukraine has created a dire humanitarian disaster, and we should be doing everything possible to support Ukraine, help the millions of people who are suffering, and find a diplomatic end to the conflict. The last thing we need are more reckless threats of escalation from morons like Trump. I doubt he could even find Ukraine or Russia on a map. Hell, he probably can't even find... Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. This has been a closer look. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Talented actress and comedian you know from shows like Search Party and What We Do in the Shadows and movies such as Dating in New York and The Lovebirds. Her new special, The Twist, She's Gorgeous, begins streaming on Netflix March 15th. Please welcome back to the show our friend Catherine Cullen. Oh my God, I'm so happy to be back, finally. It's been, it's weirdly not as long or it's longer than I feel like it's been right. since you were here. Well, I told my parents I was coming on the show, and my dad was like, wow, I can't believe we get to go to Seth Meyers twice in one year. And I said, that was three years ago, babe. <laughs> yeah. It's been a weird three years. In his defense, it's been a weird uh, three years. I've lo loved it. No, it's been absolute <laughs> hell on earth. <laughs> well, you know, well, it's interesting because you did a song, uh, Look at Me, which is the opening song in the special. Yes. And I should, uh, you have a beautiful singing voice. This is incredible stop, musical comedy. Stop. <laughs> Seth, you're embarrassing me. But you, this is the opening song of your special. So obviously you've had a lot of this material for a long time. Yeah. This is a special that was supposed to tape 
when the pandemic happened, so it must be so thrilling to have it coming out. Truly, it's a dream come true. Yeah. I'm so psyched. And this is such a unique to New York style of show, this cabaret comedy yes. show. What happened? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really plugged into New York, so I know. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, what was it like when Netflix called and said, we want to do this kind of show for a stand-up special? Well, <laughs> when they, I've been working on the show for many years. I do a weekly show at Club Coming in the East Village. I did the Edinburgh Fringe, which I know you know and yes, love. Yes, the best. The best, the best. And then I hurt my vocal cord and I couldn't talk for like two months. So when Netflix called to tell me I was gonna get a special, they told me the news and I literally couldn't say a word. I was on vocal rest. I was like, <laughs> feverishly clapping the phone. On the other hand, they're like, okay, well, bye, like reach out. Like, but then I was, you know, physically very excited. And you, uh, uh, you've you been doing this a long time, as you yes. mentioned, working on this show a long time. And uh, this is very uh, unique for us. You and Patty, oh our previous God. guest, uh, worked together over the years. Uh, this is uh, this is a sketch you did? Yeah, it's highbrow art, performance art. Okay, and what is the name, what would you call this sketch? This was called Slurp. It was about two girlies just rubbing ice cream all over their faces. <laughs> it's kind of probably over your head, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I think without the context, we're all right. like, wow. But I think most of us want to see it. Absolutely, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's out there in the cloud, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you grew up in Texas. Yeah. Uh, you attended Christian schools. Um, are people uh, thrown by the path you've chosen to take? I know, because I became an absolute wretched slut, yeah. <laughs> no, Which I... is like the one thing. The, it was like they had that in Latin, don't That's do that. That's what they that. always right. said. Yeah. No, my, my dad's Jewish, my mom's Catholic. I went to these Christian schools, and then I just got like too horny and I, I left. Yeah. yeah. I left it all behind. So and now did they, I, was that like sort of a mutual split? Did they sort of also appreciate, they're like, New York might be. I, yeah. I think, yeah, this is a much better fit. Yeah, but um, I, yeah. Part of, uh, of what makes your uh, stage show so compelling is it's incredibly honest. Are there though things that you do on stage, maybe things in the special that you were on the fence about whether or not you wanted to include? Oh, so many things. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow what the verdict is. You know, I, I have a story about, um, how do I put this? I'm a very romantic woman. I need yeah. to send a picture of my my crotch to, you know, lovers, doctors, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, right, right. And so I was taking a photo of my crotch and I didn't realize that I was on selfie mode. And so in the background, I saw my face just complete. <laughs> dead eye. You know when you accidentally take a selfie and it's just yeah. like. Right. It's a, it's a harrowing moment. Well, it's harrowing because you realize that's how most people see your face all the time. No, stop. I mean, yeah. look at it, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So that that um that made the cut. So yeah, more, more where that came from, more gold. Uh, you're uh you're doing uh, Netflix is a joke as a festival yes. this spring. That's so exciting. I'm so excited. You're also doing shows in Los Angeles. I would say tell people where to get tickets, but I've also heard it's sold out. Stop. I love that. That's great news. <laughs> well, I heard it via your people. I told you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm like, well, Seth, it's sold out. Um, no, I'm psyched. Um, it must be so great. And I would only imagine it's going to be uh, so exciting to do material after people see this special. Yes. Are, is there then this pressure to have new stuff? That, Absolutely. I'm working yeah. on a new hour. The old great. jokes feel very old. I feel like having, you know, two yes. years of waiting to tape it, I ended up having to listen to an old recording of myself to remember my jokes. And I was like, who's that girl? She sounds fabulous. <laughs> I was like, my brain is broken. I don't know what any of that is anymore. Um, but we got back there. Uh, well, I'm very happy that it's available for everybody to see. Oh, so and happy. it is so nice to have you back on the show. Thank I'm you so, for making time for thank us. Thank you so much. It's truly a dream come true. You guys, that's Catherine Cohen. The twist, she's gorgeous. And streaming tomorrow on Netflix. And Netflix is a joke. The festival begins April 28th in Los Angeles.
Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 12.35, 11.35 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night Podcast wherever they get their podcasts. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice. Only on Freebie.